Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me a woman of many talents, a woman with an amazing story, a woman with amazing grace, and a bubbly spirit. I have Cherie Simmons. Hello. Hey, did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Thank oh, you. Oh, yay! <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many seconds I went over it in my head. Yes. All right, all right. Can you tell listeners who you are and what you do? I am Cherie Simmons. I am a STEM coach for Chicago Public Schools. I'm also the author of Underneath the Hat. I'm the founder and president of a mentoring group for young ladies called Young Ladies at All Times. I'm an entrepreneur, um, a wife a daughter, a sister. I don't have any children yet, but I do have a fur baby, my dog KB. <laughs> and um, I'm just a woman who's trying to help other women to take care of themselves underneath the hat. Is that what underneath the hat means? Actually, it's a play on words um, based on the uh, I used to be a first lady of a church, ah. and our uniform is big, floppy hats, very ornate, the mm-hmm. bigger the better, mm-hmm. and so I would wear my hats, but people didn't realize the things that I was going through underneath, and so it ties into the various struggles that we all deal with underneath the hat that we're sometimes afraid to talk about. And so a lot of the things that I deal with, with my YouTube channel and my mentoring program and my um, live panel discussions deal with topics that we as women and even men deal with in silence that we're afraid to talk about. I love this. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. just shaking my head because you're hitting on everything. I mean, I built this platform because I love to talk about the things nobody likes to talk about. It's what Mm -hmm. gets us from where we stay to where we should be. You know, and yes. so it's, it's, it's so important and you just, and everything that you're doing, it exemplifies all of that. So yes, I am with you, love it. And you know, you're part of the women of impact thing and you're going to fit right in because the keynote speaker is the Bishop's wife. And oh wow! Yeah. And so a lot of people hide, a lot of people have fear, a lot of people, you know, fear judgment, you know, but mm-hmm. ultimately we don't go through our things in life to go. We're not designed to go through it alone. And so I just love everything that you're doing. So first things first, can you tell listeners about your book? You have a book. Yes, I do. I have a book. It's called Underneath the Hat. I started it. Oh, I started it that book four or five years ago, but I didn't get it published until two years ago. Okay. Mainly because of fear judgment the same mm-hmm. things you that talked about mm-hmm. yes especially mm-hmm. dealing with the content um mm-hmm. it talks about mary amanda jane who is a first lady and her husband campbell and the things that she found out about as far as infidelity mm-hmm. and various relationships that he had while they were married and how she became to find out who she truly was through all of those struggles and secrets that came out. Uh, 
isn't it amazing how we find out who we are based on other things that happen around us? Yes. Isn't that funny how that happens? <laughs> yes, it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, everybody. Happy Thursday. Dr. Marcy. And you can see I'm grinning so hard today because on Friday. Okay, so along with your book, mm -hmm. I want you to tell listeners about this mother-daughter relationships thing that you're working on. Can you explain, please? So I decided to do these um, panel discussions based on the topics that I focus on in my book. So I realized I've already done one on father-daughter relationships. Mm. And that was very interesting because I realized going through my struggles in writing the book that I married my father. Mm. And so a lot of the things that I, after going through therapy and talking to my therapist, she had me fill out this questionnaire where I had to write down the positive and negative aspects of my father. And I realized that a lot of the negative things I accepted from him, I accepted from my ex-husband. And so a lot of the traits that my father had, my ex-husband had as well. So because of the relationship that I had with my father, I ended up ultimately marrying him and accepting some of the same foolishness from him that <laughs> I saw inside my father. Mm -hmm. So when that went well, and it actually brought my parents and I closer because things were revealed that I didn't even know they had gone through as kids, mm -hmm. that they ultimately repeated that cycle with us and mm -hmm. their children. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do one on mother-daughter relationships because up until about a good year ago, my relationship with my mother was rocky. Mm -hmm. So much so that when I moved out from, um, when I separated from my ex-husband, it took me five months to even tell my mom. Like mm -hmm. I kept it secret. The only mm -hmm. person who knew was my best friend. Mm -hmm. And so I had to examine my relationship with her because a lot of the things that I saw myself doing as far as trying to preserve my marriage, even though I saw the things he was doing, I learned from my mom. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have this, re this conversation with mothers to let them realize that even though our fathers are our first boyfriends, mm -hmm. our right. mothers show us how to be women. Yep. And they show so you how to be treated. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so the way she carried herself, some of the decisions that she made ultimately were passed on to me subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And I ended up making some of those same decisions as well in my relationships. So Sunday, mm. we're going to dive deep and figure out some things, have some tough conversations, get some apologies that we've been waiting on, get to say some things that we've never said before so that we can move forward. That's called and, the healing process. Yes, right there. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You tapped on so many things because, you know, I'm one of those type of people that like, I like, I like to pull the top off. Like, yes, just because we were, you know, we were silenced as children, you know, mm -hmm. we weren't really supposed to talk about these things. And, yeah. you know, we knew stuff wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And we knew that we knew, and we tried so hard not to duplicate it because we knew it wasn't right. But the right. problem was we didn't know what right was. And exactly. I talk about this all the time because I'm married, but I didn't get to see a man's role. And mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. It doesn't matter how old you are. That stuff doesn't come with maturity. It's not right. natural. It doesn't come out of thin air. You mm -hmm. don't know because you don't have the model. And right. 
I used to get really frustrated because they would always say, oh, you need a man to raise a boy. And I used to always say, no, you don't. But Mm -hmm. it's not just raising a boy. You need a role model in every aspect of your life. Like you said, as a woman, your mother teaches you how to be treated. Right. You know, and this, this, I mean, the cycles of abuse are so generational. They're environmental. You know, people always say, well, she should know better. She should be treated better. But if, you know, self-concept is, is molded at such an early age that it's not a person's fault for not understanding that they deserve better or that they can leave or that they don't have to tolerate it, especially when you bring religion in it, into it. Yeah. That's a whole, that's, you know, we can write a couple books on that. Yes. I'm going through something else now with my church where I, we, we had a church meeting last week and I, I expressed how I felt. At, but because you had people who have been under him for so long mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. being able to see how other churches do things, mm-hmm. they don't realize that there's another way to do it other than how we've seen it done. Exactly. And I I was proud of myself for actually saying something because in the first relationship I was in, being a preacher's wife, there's certain things you don't talk about. Mm-hmm. You can't let everybody in your circle. Everybody yeah. can't know what's going on. Just yeah. keep your head down and smile. Mm-hmm. And once I took that hat off and started realizing who I was mm-hmm. and, and started sharing and being transparent and opening my mouth and realizing that my testimony was a blessing to somebody else, yep, I realized that there were other re- types of relationships out there that I hadn't been exposed to because I was only working with the circle of people that he wanted me to be around That's that right. thought just like him. Yep, control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so interesting because you have a lot of people that, for me, I shunned away from the church for a long time because of the people that represented the positions in the church. Yes. That yes. is a problem for a lot of people and it keeps them away from God and it keeps mm-hmm. them away from spirituality. And it really yes. has nothing to do with it, but man, 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 man can ruin everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me get off my tangent and get back to your... your, your <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so real. So you're doing panels um, on mother-daughter relationships, but you also mentioned that you also have talked about men's and, and um, father-son relationships or father-daughter relationships in your book, right? Yes. So I started the book off, it's basically a timeline of Amanda Jane's life. So I start off with her love foundation, which is her relationship with her parents. Wow. Where she learned what to accept, what not to accept from a man, how she should be treated as a woman from her mom. And then it goes into how she formed her relationship with Campbell, the dating, the marriage, the separation, the divorce, the adultery. Um, I even have a snap, crackle, pop chapped in there when everything hit the fan and how she reacted to it. And at the end of every chapter, it speaks on the purpose and lesson that Mm -hmm. she learned. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I believe that even in the dark times, there's a lesson that God is trying to show you. Always. And so I had to reevaluate and figure out once the rose-colored glasses came off, okay, this is what you're supposed to learn. This is why you went through this. And so those lessons and those purposes that Mm -hmm. I experienced Mm -hmm. through Amanda Jane, I'm sharing and having these open live panel discussions about. Awesome. I love it. Cause you're tying it all in together. You yes. presented it in multiple different ways so that it'll appeal to everybody and that exactly. they can take away from it different things from different, different, you know, perspectives. Right. 
and that's the funny things I tell people people learn differently so you mm-hmm. know don't ever sit and try to do things one way as you said just because it's been done one way does not mean that's the only way to do it right and as a teacher I know that you have students that are visual learners mm-hmm. that are auditory learners mm-hmm. that are tactile learners they got to mm-hmm. touch something Mm-hmm. You can't just talk to them. You got to show them something. Yep. And so I was actually having some self-doubt when this radio opportunity came up. I'm like, okay, me on the radio? And God was like, why not? Mm. So I'm, I'm doing the YouTube. I have viewers that way. Now I have the radio show. People can listen in if they can't watch. And then for those who need to be in front of people in a room, then we'll do the live panel discussions. And so I'm just excited for where this is going mm-hmm. because it's definitely not something that I wanted. See, but I, I told I'm God I'm gonna say one. yes. Yep. And whatever you do, that's what I'm gonna do. Isn't it funny when you surrender? Yes. People say, "Well, how do you do it all?" Or what are you into now? And I just say, "I don't know." This was mm-hmm. this podcast was an accident. Really? I, yeah. I I kept telling people, "Oh, I'm 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 gonna do a podcast," but I didn't have the guts to do a podcast. And then mm-hmm. I figured out how to do it. And then next thing I knew, 150 people signed up. And I said, oh, I mm. guess I really got to show up now. <laughs> exactly. God has a sense of humor. because I just said say, that today. When you say mm-hmm. abundance, he says, how high? Like, yes. when you are walking the path that he has designed for you, and when you are living right, when you mm-hmm. have fearless faith, and you just wake up, look up, give him praise, and keep moving, Mm-hmm. it all works out. Yes. And it's so crazy, Anika, when <laughs> the way I even came to know about you was through Dillis. Mm-hmm. And the way I met Dillis was through Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And I did, my very first interview was with Kimberly. Mm-hmm. But people tried to deter me. The people who were on my team originally tried to deter me from doing that, ep- that video with her. But God said, what did I tell you to do? So when I did that video and he started revealing things about people, how I had people on my team mm-hmm. who weren't in the same mindset as me, mm-hmm. who didn't think that I could do what was being done and what God was showing me, mm-hmm. who were doubting the things that I was bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I can't be in your circle. Nope. I can't be around people who want to manipulate and control me. I just left out of that. And one thing about me yeah. is when God shows me something the first time, you don't have to show me no more. I got it. I was just talking about intuition on this thing I was on. Yep. I tell everybody, you know, and somebody wrote on there, they said, I call this the Holy Spirit. You can call it whatever you want. If you're a believer, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, God doesn't give you wisdom for you to throw it away. And we often, we we are given insight because we're supposed to use it, you know? Mm -hmm. And when somebody is malice towards somebody who is gifted, who is blessed, who is chosen, Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, you don't have to do nothing. You don't even worry about it. Just yep. keep doing what you're doing because you, everybody says, you know, well, well, what do you do? I let God use me. Like, mm-hmm. And you don't have to shout that from the mountaintops because people will run. Yeah. You just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You just yep. keep doing it and give him the praise. But when somebody is not doing right over a child of God, mm. you don't even have to worry about it. You just keep stepping. And, and it's funny because, you know, these opportunities were, were put in your path so that those people could be identified. And, yes. And so that they can move out of the way so the right people can come around you and embrace it. Because exactly. just talking about the fact that there is no competition, it's 
collaboration. And when you work together with the right people that are like-minded and you're on Mm -hmm. a mission, it changes the community. It changes families. It changes the world one Mm -hmm. person at a time. And that's what it's all about. Yep. I was telling my mom, I said, I always had a fear because everything was moving so quickly in my life. I was experiencing these things Scary. in abundance. I was like, oh my God, like, is God going to take me out of here early? Yep. That's when why he let me drop. move so fast. <laughs> and then God told me, he was like, no, you're moving fast because you're doing what I told you to do when I told you to do it. Like, you got some people who think it's a revolving door. Like, is he just going to keep coming around until you're ready to take it? And I've learned that God will snatch you out some places and drop you somewhere else. So you better move when he tells you. So I'm always ready. You stay ready. But you know what? It's funny you say that because I don't commute to a job because I'm a business owner. And Mm -hmm. so I work from home. But it got to the point where I was scared of um, I was scared of driving at one point because I said I love my life. And I was Mm -hmm. like, is that selfish that I'm like. I'm happy. I'm elated. I'm overjoyed. I'm purposeful. I'm just Mm -hmm. bursting. And I was so anxious that day driving because I was like, I don't trust anybody. Like, I got things to do. Like, I'm on a mission right now and Mm -hmm. nothing can stop that. And it's funny how you said that because that's how I felt. I was like, he's not going to take me, right? Like, (laughs) I'm not ready. And I was, I didn't want, I never said it out loud. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be like that. But it's very true. Because, you know, when I look at the, 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 the times of despair and the years of despair that I had, the depression, mm-hmm. the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, and then I look now, it is, it is quite scary because it's a, such a drastic change. Yeah, yeah. But I can say yep. that you, you do exactly what I do. You use your adversity for your power. Mm-hmm. And that is what people need to understand is that it was not in vain. right yeah because I was just um God has been giving me these sermons and I've always wondered why why Mm -hmm. why are you giving me these Mm -hmm. and one that he gave me was about the metamorphosis of a butterfly and I use that all the time really I I was in a relationship for 16 (laughs) years Anika I was in this relationship for 16 years we were married for nine Mm-mm. And I always wonder, why did you keep me there for so long? Mm. And he said, you were in your cocoon. Yep. And you were in your cocoon. I was like, I never said anything. I was quiet. People around me knew what was going on. They never said anything. He said, you were in your cocoon. Mm-hmm. And when you finally came out, you were ready to say everything yep. that you needed to say. Yep. So I was like, okay. So, cause I'm normally very quiet. I can sit by myself and be okay. Yeah. But since all these opportunities and since he's revealed the true meaning and mindset of people since January to now, I've been moving. Dillis has been having me in every capacity and media <laughs> outlet possible. And I'm like, if I had, if I had listened to what somebody had told me. Yep. I would not be where I am right now. And it's only February 20. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And the question I have to you is, Mm -hmm. what do you think it was that allowed you to find your voice? Hmm. You talk about being silent all that time and like just being present, but really kind of out of body. What Mm -hmm. do you think 
what do you think gave you the power to rise up and speak your voice? It was when I realized that I had been controlled and manipulated for 16 years. I have always been the type of person where when I set my mind to something, I don't stop until I fulfill it. Mm -hmm. And for me to realize that I had been in a relationship where somebody tried to stop me from doing something that God had for me to do, that part. it made me mad. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the type of person that I'm like, okay, I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even necessarily to him, but it was to the people who were around, who never said anything, who played a part in it. Mm -hmm. I felt as if they were trying to stop me from doing what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so because I felt like they were trying to take me off my path, take me off my square, mm -hmm. I refused to give them that benefit of knowing that I silenced her. Mm -hmm. And I always use this analogy of a burglar never robs an empty bank. So for the fact that they came at me as hard as they did, they tried all these things to try to stop me, I realized that it was something in me that they mm -hmm. noticed that they didn't want to come out. You're right. It's always and that so way. That was my biggest thing was it's something in here because mm -hmm. they did a whole lot and it had took a lot of people to be involved to try to take me down. So it got to be something. And once God started revealing what it was, that's when I knew it was time for me to move and just mm -hmm. to say yes and to submit to him. I love it because that's the reality of it is that when you're not a threat, you don't face challenges. Yep. And that's absolutely true. You just said it. Mm -hmm. So what made you develop a mentorship program? That, <laughs> so I was going for my master's degree in curriculum and instruction mm. and we had to do a paper and I was working with third, fourth, and fifth grade students um, as a math teacher. And so um, I decided to observe them. It was this one girl in particular in my room. She had the skills to be a great leader, but she could lead you either down the wrong path <laughs> or the right one. And I saw both evidence of both. So I just had a conversation with her. And I was like, Why, what do you like to do? She's like, I love to watch TV. So I asked her what her favorite shows were, and they were all reality shows. Yeah. So I, that's, I would say that's my guilty pleasure, too, because mm -hmm. it allows for me to tune out and be in somebody else's world. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that a lot of the things that she was seeing on TV influenced the way that she behaved. Mm -hmm. I got a 13-year-old just like that. Yep. And so from there, I did research with my girls and I was like, these girls really need mentoring because if they go strictly based on what they see on love and hip hop and yep. basketball wise, yep. then they think it's okay to have a conversation and throw drinks and tables exactly. and fight people. Exactly. It's the so, norm. Yeah. And I came up with the name young ladies at all times because when I was going through all the things that I was dealing with, I carried myself as a young lady because I should be doing this recording behind bars the things that I went through and found out about in that, that I talk about in that book. I have to put my head down because I, I swear I know what you mean. Yeah. And, like, and, and Grace, Grace can escape boy. It yes, can escape it can. And you have, you got to tap in. <laughs> you got to yeah. tap in. Grace. Woo. It did a couple of times and God creeped in and was like, let me get up out of here. <laughs> and I thank him for it every day because look, but I carry myself. 
Um, the church is still standing. I didn't act a fool at the church. Like, <laughs> he's still alive. I kept people off of him. And it was all because of Jesus. So I was like, if I could carry myself this way through all of the adversity and issues I had to deal with, then I need to put this on to show these young ladies how to do it as well. And like so that's that. why I decided to start the mentoring program. That is awesome. So thank goodness that you've had grace and that you are on this side of the bars and that you Amen. are able to turn all of that adversity into testimony. Yes. I just, and I hope that listeners hear that because you have to. That's how you yeah. propel forward and that's how you turn your adversity into power. It's fuel. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. it's fuel for the fire. And, and you got to be able to acknowledge what the fire is. You think that that time, that turmoil is fire, but you use the, the fire as fuel and you just yes. propel forward mm -hmm. and leave all that dust behind. Exactly. Got to. Now, you also have a YouTube channel. Yes. So the YouTube channel is called Underneath the Hat Web Series. And this allows for other people to share their testimonies as well. Oh, wow. So um, I invite people. I have my basement set up like a studio. And I invite people to come. We do two filmings a month. Okay. And um, it's around the same topics that I'll cover on the radio show and also that I've done panel discussions on. So we've done one on friendship. We've done one on um, dating in the 21st century, mm -hmm. uh, infertility. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We're getting ready to film on love and marriage and domestic violence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We just finished one on mental health. And That's also forgiveness. Yeah, I did one very candid one with my mom and dad on forgiveness mm -hmm. because I was still holding on to some things that I had never expressed to them before. Things that I felt that they were the reason why they happened. Mm -hmm. And so we had a great conversation so much so my father ended up apologizing to my mom. Wow. For some things that they had never discussed before. Oh, wow. I, so, I love that. I love yeah. that. So people, I've reached out to people who have shared their experiences with me and have been willing to open up and be filmed. And so I post them every two or three weeks. And so we have about six or seven up already on YouTube. And so I just ask that people go subscribe and like it and share it and just have those conversations. It's just a starting piece for us to be able to open up and discuss some things that we normally don't talk about. And you said that's underneath the hat? Yep. Awesome sauce. So you are going to be speaking at the Women of Impact Conference Series in Atlanta. Yes. Are you ready? This is my first speaking engagement. Woo -woo. Woo -woo. Yes. Yeah. You have such a powerful message, and I want people to know that you don't have to be you know, trained, certified, or any of that to be equipped. Mm -hmm. Yes. You are equipped with what you need to tell your story. And mm -hmm. no matter what your path is in life, what your education is, what your job is, what your career is, what your history is, you still have something that you can give to somebody else. Absolutely. And so I don't care how many times you spoke. The one thing I know you can do is testify. Yes. <laughs> I see. I, I just met you and I already know. So yes. 
I'm not worried about that. And that's what people don't understand is that speaking is kind of the same thing. And some of us were trained unintentionally. Exactly. To do just that. People say, well, you say things with authority. Well, that comes from cultural experiences. Definitely. You know? And so I'm grateful. I am grateful. But what are, what's going to be your message or what should people look forward to? Because if you are in the area I think that Atlanta is going to be an amazing experience. I can't even imagine the power that's going to be in the house that day. So yes. um, for those two days. So what, um, what do people need to look forward to coming from you on, uh, on, on women of impact in your speech? Well, I definitely, my tagline is taking care of ourselves underneath the hat. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to make sure that when people come, if they come with their hearts full or heavy from whatever it is that they're dealing with, that they can leave knowing that they have been able to show who they truly are, open up, be transparent, and get the help that they need, even if it's just a shoulder to cry on, or listen to ear, or just to have someone to be there to look them in their face and say, I see you. That's right. I know who you are. I've been there. You can make it too. And that is the one thing that I've learned through all of these conversations and experiences is that I realized I was not by myself and that me trying to close myself off to everyone was out of habit and that there were people who were sitting right next to me in the same circle as me who had gone through the same things and were living and breathing and had overcome it. So I definitely want people to come and know that when you leave, you're going to leave with your hat on or carrying it, but you will definitely feel better underneath the hat. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love the analogy underneath the hat because it goes to show, like, I remember you know, the statements growing up was, um, what goes on in this house stays in this house. I tell, in this house. I tell anybody, if you hear it run, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you also hear it, the bigger the house, the bigger the problems. Yep. You know, a lot of these things are, are statements that we grew up with hearing. And, yep. you know, the sad thing is a lot of it is, is it's uh, identifiers is what I should yes. say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that you are on this side of your story. And I look forward to all of the awesomeness that c- will come from you in the future. And Thank you. Um, I'm excited. Can you tell listeners how to find you? Yes, I am on Instagram and Facebook underneath the hat. Everything is underneath the hat. <laughs> um, I also have a website, um, Cherie Simmons, S-H-E-R-R-I Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S dot com. And you can reach me through email underneath the hats at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It has been more than a pleasure. And listeners, that is Cherie Simmons underneath the hat. She is a author, a teacher, a mentor, a radio show host, and a speaker. So definitely check her out. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. I am Anika Wilson. Stay powerful.